I'm Patrick Finley. He's Jason Leisure. Jason, the Bears preseason is over. Praise the Lord. Uh, we will talk about what we saw from Justin Fields and Tyson Bajan in the preseason finale and what that might mean for cut day coming up. All that and more on Hallis Intrigue. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Jason, as you and I sit here, the sprinklers at Soldier Field, they're going off. Um, uh, They actually do water the grass, which is nice to know. Um, Justin Fields just got done with a very ho-hum performance uh, in one quarter of play against the Bills. I believe he went two for six for, uh, we're looking it up. Two for six for 51 yards, Pat. One of those was a 40-yarder. Ran three times, uh, uh, didn't get hurt <laughs> It's the important takeaway. And he was on a pitch count and taken out of the game after he completed a screen on third down on the first play of the second quarter. Jason, did you learn anything about Justin Fields today? He did throw a little bit in the more intermediate range, which mm-hmm. we hadn't seen. Right. Because in his preseason debut, all three balls he threw were behind the line of scrimmage. He didn't right. even attempt anything past the line of scrimmage. Second game against the Colts, he didn't play. So this was a little bit more uh, the type of what's going to be required of him during a regular season game. And he wasn't really great. And I think we sit here in mostly the same place we did with Justin Fields at the end of last season, where yeah. we see a lot of potential, mm-hmm. but... All of that is imagination at this point. It has not materialized. And that's not saying that he isn't going to get there and he may start the season there for all I know, but he has not shown you that yet. Josh Allen is Josh Allen. But Josh Allen starts the game. Uh, Today marches down the field, goes five for seven for 49 yards, uh, long of 15. They score a touchdown. He takes his helmet off, puts on a baseball cap. He's done for the day. Pretty, pretty professional outing. Um, uh, Justin struggles in the first two dr- uh, possessions. They go three and out, three and out. It's not till the third that they get moving down the field a little bit. He's aided by one of his own scrambles. And then a really nice play over the middle to DJ Moore. DJ Moore catches the ball, breaks two tackles, and uh, all of a sudden you got 40 yards. That is, I think, the kind of offense that uh, the Bears will be running when things are going well. But I think what we saw at the start of the game is what happens when things are going poorly. You look at Khalil Herbert, two carries for negative one yards. Uh, you know, Foreman, before he got banged up, uh, one for nine. Uh, pretty pedestrian stuff until that third possession. It looked a lot like last year, and it probably should because right. it was the personnel that was around him was comparable to last year. You've got three-fifths of the offensive line out. Uh, and the fourth guy playing uh, the position that they didn't think he was going to play at the start of the preseason. White hair? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then you, you don't have Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. Like, you're missing a lot of pieces. The only thing, really, that's different yeah. for him out there is that DJ Moore is there. And DJ Moore makes a big difference. Sure. I mean, see, DJ Moore is an example. Like, DJ Moore has had a longer career and a more um, accomplished career than Justin Fields. But when they trade for him, mm-hmm. Pat, and say, we, this changes everything. Right. This is going to be, like... You know, they didn't say this, but this is what people are thinking. This is going to be the best wide receiver the Bears have had in a decade. Mm-hmm. I, I'm convinced of that because I have seen – he's shown you that at every right. turn. Yep. Uh, in practice, in games, like short passes, mm-hmm. long passes. Like, 
DJ yeah. Moore is open all the time. Yep. I can see it. You see it. You see I don't it? have to imagine what that's going to be like in the season. Right. Justin Fields leaves you having to imagine a lot. And sure. this didn't really clear up anything for me. No, I don't think it did. I think that uh, the offseason was, or I'm sorry, the preseason, based on the games they played, I don't think you learned much about him at all. Um, and, and on the practice field, Jason, we've seen him be up and down all of training camp for the most part. He's one of those magic eye things. Uh, do you remember those things at the mall, mm-hmm. those posters? Mm-hmm. You kind of see what you want to see, you know? And and if you blur your eyes – hold on, I'm working out this. Uh, That's not what a magic eye is. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm working this out. Is that Well, I was going to say Rorschach, but that was a little too – it's a little too on the nose. You're thinking of like the hologram things where if you look at it from one angle, it's this, and from the other yes. angle, it's this. Yes, there we go. Yeah, if you blur your eyes enough and look at it, it okay, you can see flashes – well, look, Justin threw two touchdowns in the first preseason game without throwing the ball past the line of scrimmage. That's great. And then you look at you know the you know first two and a half drives today, and you go, boy, they're not moving the ball at all. You can blame the offensive line, and and that's I think that's valid. You can blame Claypool not being in there. You can uh, you, you could say justifiably that half their starters weren't on the field today. But then what happens if this happens in week one? And all these things have to go right, or else. It's not going to be that surprising when it looks like it did last year, where there are flashes, mm-hmm. there's this great running ability, but then, you know, the Bears are the worst passing team in the league last year. I don't know that they'll be the worst this year, but you're betting on DJ Moore being a major difference maker. We think that he is. You're betting on Chase Claypool being the player he was his first couple of years in Pittsburgh rather than right. the absolute nothing he was for the Bears right. in half a season last year. You're betting on Darnell Mooney going back mm-hmm. to what he was two years ago, a 1,000-yard type talent yep he, he may not get a thousand yards the way everything gets divided up here but right. like that type of ability you're betting on all these changes on the offensive line mm-hmm. working and yep. darnell wright being nfl ready at right tackle right away tevin jenkins everything all of these all of this you're looking you're betting on all of these you're betting on cole Komet taking another step and being better than he's been so far as a bear the number of those things that that go right that mm-hmm. the Bears are proven correct about mm-hmm. is going to nudge Justin Fields forward. But the biggest thing that they got to be right about is that he's improved individually. Right. And we just don't have proof of that yet. Jason, um, in your soliloquy, I was distracted. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah. There's a tiny mouse walking through the soldier, soldier field. Soldier Field's got mice. He's very. Is it a baby rat or a tiny mouse? It is a really small mouse. I'm gonna try to, no, I'm gonna try to feed us some popcorn. Jason, 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 do not feed vermin. Um, no, Where is he? he's going up underneath the thing. Anyway, uh, see if he comes out for the popcorn. I'll keep you guys posted. I was alarmed. You brought up the Josh Allen's day. Yeah. I was a little alarmed by how easy he made that look. Yeah, and the Bears had. Mm, he's eating it. He look, Pat. He took it. He took it and he ran with it. The mouse came out for the little piece of popcorn I gave him. That makes me feel good. The Bears were out there with most of their starting defense. They did not have their safeties, right. either of them. And Demarcus Walker wasn't out there. Right. But most of their starting defense out there. And Josh Allen, like, man, that looked very easy. It looked like if he'd stayed in for the whole game, he scored 100 points. Would you say that mouse is about the size of, what, a silver dollar? Maybe a it's a bit? very small mouse. Not, like, not taking the tail into consideration? That mouse could snuggle in comfortably inside a silly putty egg, I think. It would fit. It's about right. I like it. Or uh, maybe, um, what are the, uh, what's the chocolate? The chocolate one? Oh, the Kinder things? Yeah, the yeah. Kinder Joy. Uh, 
We'll get to Tyson Bajant in a minute. We will also get to a Bears player who apparently is requesting a trade. Yeah, there's a bunch of housekeeping things that we need to run through. Okay. I don't know if you want to do that now or if you want to hit some more bigger picture things first. No, let's do the housekeeping. Tyson Bajant was the second quarterback uh, today uh, like he was in the first game. He was not very good. He had a pass rating of 26.8, went 7 for 14 for 43 yards, uh, threw a pick. But in his defense, he threw the pick one play after uh, Steven Carlson stone cold dropped a touchdown pass yeah. in the end zone. Straight throw. If he's got a touchdown instead of that pick, his pass ratings what quadruple what it is. Uh, does this tell you that he's the number two, or does this tell you that they might keep him on the roster and then figure out who's second and third uh, with PJ Walker? What, what's this? What's this show you? They're gonna have to figure out. They're gonna want to figure out a way to keep him around. Yep. And that can be done a few different ways. Uh, all of them come with risks because you can't keep everybody. Right. You can't look and see the third or fourth guy in every position and be like, oh, you can't let that guy leave. Well, right. you can't keep 70 guys on the right. roster. Sure. So with Tyson Bajan, you have to decide, okay, if, if you can't decide right now or if you can't say decisively he's better than P.J. Walker, mm-hmm. if you're out there in the second quarter against Green Bay and Justin Fields is going to miss mm-hmm. a series, mm-hmm. you know, do you feel okay with Tyson Bajan out there? Yeah. You, know, I, you don't, probably don't feel that great with P.J. Walker out there, but at least he's played in the NFL before. So if you can't make that call right now, you need to figure out a way to keep Tyson Bajan. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you keep him as the third quarterback on your 53? That sounds easy, right? Everyone right. would be like, yeah, just do that. Well, that means you got to get rid of somebody else that you yeah. like. Somebody who, can, room and somebody who can play special teams and help you. Can you try to sneak Tyson Bajan through waivers and get him on your practice squad? I like your chances mm-hmm. of that. Somebody might grab him, but if they do, then they got to put him on their 53. Right. So, I mean, I would guess that's what ends up happening. I would guess that they try to sneak Tyson Bajan through waivers and onto their practice squad. I think he makes the team... I don't think you play him for two full quarters today with some starters in the lineup. Uh, uh, if you're trying to, you know, and I, I don't think you can do that and then uh, be surprised if some other team claims him. I mean, he's making the team in either way, whether you do it your way or mine, he's making the team as the third quarterback today at to, this point. Today. And uh, do you want to hear, uh, I've developed a theory because I don't think this is a either or proposition with second or third. I think you can carry P.J. Walker and Bajan. I think P.J. Walker can be your veteran guy. I think if Justin Fields pulls a hamstring in the middle of the third quarter, P.J. Walker's probably your guy. But I do think that if it's a long-term injury or if you need a month, then I'd rather see Bajan every day. And or if you get to a point where the Bears are out of it. And, and I think one of the reasons Bajan might make sense is, Jason, if Justin Fields, something happens to Justin Fields and if he's out for two months or or half the season or the rest of the season or whatever horrible situation you want to come up with. Uh, the Bears might not be, uh, how do we say, incentivized to win. And if so, maybe playing a younger quarterback is the better move anyway. Maybe Tyson, Tyson Bajan's ceiling is higher than P.J. Walker's. I, I think I can say that confidently. But his, his floor is probably lower. And if his floor is lower, maybe you play the kid, see what happens, and then... You know, then your draft pick looks better, and maybe you, you know, and then you have a decision to make about whether you need to draft a quarterback again. But I, I just went about five hypotheticals down the road, but I, I think it could make sense. Every team in the league should be constantly trying to develop quarterbacks. Absolutely. And you look just this week at the situation in San Francisco with Trey Lance. Imagine that, Pat, trading up and drafting a total bust quarterback mm-hmm. at number three overall. Sound familiar? I mean, Mitch went number two here. Mitch Trubisky looks like. Joe Montana compared to Trey Lance, though. 
But here's how you clean up that mistake. Yeah. You have a seventh round pick, a right. Tyson Bajant type. Yep. Who you develop into something. And you have San Francisco right now, having mm-hmm. traded up to take a guy number three. He's a bust for them, at least for now. They unload him for a fourth round pick. Nobody really cares. Nobody's like, right. Nobody's mad at them because they've got a quarterback. Right. They, they developed a guy who was a seventh round pick. Not that different than Tyson Bajan being one of these undrafted free agents, eighth mm. round pick, whatever mm. you want to call him. And you just need to constantly keep finding those right. guys. And that was something that the Bears lacked so much the last few years J- under the previous yeah. regime. Jason, the Bears haven't found their own guy, much less somebody else's guy yet. I know, just keep pulling lottery tickets, sure. man. Just I mean, like, that's what the Eagles did. And, I mean, in the Eagles, you know, the league is full of former Eagles quarterbacks, including Gardner Minshew, who we saw in Indianapolis. I want to get to the Bears player that uh, requested a trade. Yeah, I got a bunch of things to run through here, housekeeping wise. Okay, and, uh, and and that would be the top of the list. Would be Travis Gibson. Um, source says the Bears have given him permission to seek a trade. It's kind of odd because usually when you're talking about a player being given permission to seek a trade, you're talking about a Jonathan Taylor type. Yeah. You're talking about somebody who's a star. Travis Gibson. That's the guy from Home Improvement. That's the kid. Do I have the wrong? The kid actor. Who's the Colts running back? Yeah, it's Jonathan. Taylor. Oh, okay. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the uh, uh, JTT. Do you remember this? Oh guy? yeah, I do. Okay. I love okay. that show. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Continue. Uh, I interrupted. Uh, what was I talking about? Uh, um, Travis, back of the Travis, roster. Back of the roster. Travis guys don't Gibson, request trades. Who, if you followed the Bears the last few years, Travis Gibson, a guy you probably like. Yeah. He was a fifth round pick yep. from a small school, Tulsa, mm-hmm. and turned into a solid player for them, a decent player for them, and that's great. You draft a guy that late, and he's just a decent, even backup level defensive end. That's a nice find. Um, He's fourth on the depth chart. He's yep. a fourth stringer. Not fourth on the depth chart. I'm sorry. More like seventh or eighth on the depth chart. Right. He's a fourth stringer at his position on their depth chart. He's not making the team. Right. So he wants to be able to facilitate a trade in the next couple of days to somewhere where he's going to be on the roster uh, rather than just get waived on Tuesday because that's a given now at this point is he's either traded or waived by Tuesday. Um, Travis Gibson... Seven sacks a couple of years ago. That's mm-hmm. promising. Down to three last year. Now you have guys that are kind of cast-offs mm-hmm. that have overtaken him on the depth chart. You have an undrafted rookie. I, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. That is ahead of him on the depth chart. Like There is no future for Travis Gibson here. He might might have been a better 3-4 outside linebacker than he is a 4-3 end. I think that's probably fair to say. He may turn out to be good yeah. somewhere else in that kind of scheme. Um, special teams today, Cairo Santos hit a 51-yarder. Can I stop you just real quick? Uh, sure. Would you give up anything for Travis Gibson? Probably not. It depends how badly I need. Probably not when I can just take my chances on the waiver wire on Tuesday. Okay. But we're talking about, like, contingent seventh or something. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Cairo Santos makes a long field goal. 51-yard field goal. Okay. And that is always relevant, always good. Uh, sticking with special teams, Bayless Jones was out today. Mm-hmm. So Tyler Scott was the return man the entire game, mm-hmm. and he had a 56-yarder. Mm-hmm. So as you keep an eye on that situation, yeah. as much as Richard Hightower tells you at every turn to back off Bayless Jones, you've got one guy, Bayless Jones, who continues to raise a lot of questions, and you've got Tyler Scott doing a pretty good job. I think there. I think Bayless is making the team, although Bayless still hurt, so who knows. Mm-hmm. But you know when they put Dante Pettis on IR Friday, that ensured that Dante can't play for them this year. Uh, I don't know if there's another receiver on their roster who I'd rather have than Bayless. And there, maybe there is on the waiver wire. I don't know. But on Tuesday, I think he's going to be he's going to be on the team. Uh, Noah Sewell, the fifth-round linebacker, rookie linebacker out of Oregon, he left the game 
with I, the probably the closest we can say definitively is a left leg injury. It looked like Pat that they were tending to his left knee. Yep. Uh, Matty Rafluse gave no info on that, of course, after the game. But we did see Noah Sewell in the locker room and in the tunnel, and it seemed like he was in a very good mood. Right. Seemed, uh, no brace, no cast, nothing. So I would infer from that that he's probably it's probably not as bad as it looked when he right. got carted to yeah. the locker room. Yeah, he walked off gingerly, then went to the cart. Sewell's had a really nice camp, and uh, he's a player I want to see. You know, we saw him even in goal line situation in the first drive today when uh, Tremaine Edmonds came out. That's another item on my list, too. We saw Tremaine Edmonds and Yannick Ngakwe today for the first time. Uh, they didn't play a lot, but just getting them out there is progress, uh, given uh, where they've been. Edmonds, of course, has been hurt. Uh, he's practiced two or three times this week after not practicing since August 2nd. And Ngakwe is building himself up because he didn't have a team at the end of July. A uh, couple other things. Offensive line, we mentioned that they were kind of stripped down right. and then got even further stripped down. Doug Kramer, right. one of their late-round draft picks from last year who missed all of last season, right. was contending maybe kind of an outside contender for a backup job uh, on the offensive line. He was starting at center today. That didn't last very long. He ended up leaving, I believe it was his left hand. Yeah, his left hand, I think, was in a hard cast. Yeah. Um, so they went to... Dieter, Dieter Iseland? Yeah. Yeah, so they went way down the list there. Um, uh, we saw uh, Deontay Foreman leave yeah. with an injury, and I don't think we have much clarity on that, do we? No, something uh, – uh, it was his left shoulder or the left side uh, of – either in his shoulder or somewhere on his, in his midsection. He kept reaching over to his left side. Went in the medical tent, came out, did some light running, never went back in the game, but also kept his pads on. Uh, to me, if you're reading uh, – the tea leaves there that doesn't appear to be a serious deal uh, which is good because it'd, it'd be a shame if uh, anything too significant came of a third preseason game here um, anybody else on your list no that's kind of the just the general roundup of of smaller news items I mean big picture things that you're looking for here is quarterback situation not just Justin Fields but backup quarterback is significant as well uh, the defense mm -hmm. Looking real iffy on one series, you know, there's, there's there's a lot more to be seen there. And I guess, like, one other big picture thing to look at here would be the rookies. And when you're Ryan Poles, Matt Eberflus, doing this major rebuild, the guys you draft high are going to be very important. Sure. So that's Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, yep. Bayless Jones, yep. Darnell Wright, Tyreek Stevenson, Zach Pickens, mm -hmm. Javon Dexter. Um, some of those guys will be starters. Right. This year, but you need to be right on almost all of those guys, or it really costs you. Yep. It really pull, it really slows down the rebuild. Well, how do you look at? Let, let's narrow that to just this year's rookie class. The four guys that they took in the first three rounds: the two defensive tackles, the cornerback, and Darnell Wright at right tackle. What are you expecting from those guys as we're now two weeks from the opener? I think Tyreek Stevenson. I'm expecting to play like a veteran you know he's making some mistakes but in general he looks like he belongs he had an interception along the visiting sideline today in which not only did he pick the ball but he did the toe drag thing and uh, he didn't think he did that he didn't think he stayed in he was absolutely he said, i was so surprised when i got to the sideline and they and and I mean, he did. I mean, he looked like a wide receiver. I mean, he was. It looked very aware, and was, very deliberate. It yeah. was really like a real quick two-step. And, and I asked Eberflus about it. And Eberflus's answer was that it shows that he has the rhythm and timing of his head coach, which is a rare Matt Eberflus <laughs> joke. Yes. The rare joke. Right. Uh, uh, Stevenson, I expect to look comfortable. 
I, I think Wright will be a mauler, but I think he'll probably have some trouble uh, early on. He should. He's going up against some of the best pass rushers in the world. In terms of those defensive linemen, I'm just really curious to see what the rotation looks like. The Bears are going to start Justin Jones and Andrew Billings, uh, but they're going to play. Uh, they're going to play Dexter and they're going to play Pickens. I, I just don't know. Is it going to be? 30% of the snaps? Is it going to be 40? Is yeah. it going to be 10? I mean, well, the goal is not to end the season with Justin Jones and Andrew Billings starting. And I think that's a, I think that's a valid goal. And, and I think that if the Bears struggle through uh, the midway point of the season, you might not see kind of the fire sale stuff that they did last year with Roquan Smith and with, with Robert Quinn. But I think you might see them pairing some of the veterans off the roster just to open up that opportunity for other people. Um, yeah, so I, I expect... I think if you had to, if you had to ask me right now, which rookie I would bet on to be Bears Rookie of the Year or Rookie of the Year in the building, probably Roshan Johnson. Uh, just really? I think he'll. Wow. I, think, I thought you were going to say Stevenson. Yeah, I mean Stevenson's uh, probably uh, number two, and I don't know who three would be. I mean, probably right. Yeah, I think he'd have to be. But you know, the thing about Roshan that stuck out at me today, even on the first drive, you know, they got third down, they go five wide. Roshan Johnson's one of the guys split wide. Uh, you know, that's not that, – that's I don't think that's something you do with a guy who is only going to be a, a fill-in running back uh, when, when the season starts. Uh, and, and the other thing, too, is I think the Bears can have a pretty good run, rushing attack, and I think they're going to be carries to go around for a lot of guys. Uh, you know, it might uh, – the volume of carries might not be great, but I think the, the yards per carry might be. It's what they were good at last year, mm-hmm. and it's probably what their offensive linemen are best at. Braxton Jones is a lot better – as a run blocker than a pass blocker, so there, there would be a lot of reasons to think that. Mm-hmm. Um, Khalil Herbert, mm-hmm. really uh, like one of the fastest guys that they could turn loose with the ball. Sure. Well, probably one of their, I mean, other than DJ Moore, maybe their most electric I mean, ball all, carrier. I mean, also, I mean, if we're talking about ball carriers and not running backs, I mean, you could probably say Tyler Scott and Bayless Jones are two people that are going to get handoffs yeah. one way or the other. Um, do you know Do you know who else been pretty quick here? The mouse, the baby mouse. Yeah, the baby mouse been I mean, jumping around. I'm just glad it's good for him that he's still alive for another day. Um, Darnell Mooney, I think, will be a guy. That got depressing really well, quick. I mean, it's a baby mouse. Like, I'm surprised the hawk hasn't somehow found a way to eat it. Fun fact, the last preseason game we did, uh, we were filing, and there was a cat running around in the end zone. Was that here? That was here. Yeah. Um, uh, and oh, you're talking um, this year? Yeah, this year, the, the last preseason, preseason opener. I got you. Uh, the, cat and, uh, the cat and the mouse, obviously, have not met. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you think we could do a cartoon of a cat and a mouse chasing each other around Soldier Field? I'm sure you could do one of your drawings about that, yeah. That's, that's I, a good one. I, one of the interesting things, though, when you talk about them wanting to be a running team is everyone in the league will be trying to stop them from sure. being able to do that. Yep. And specifically, trying to stop that with Justin Fields. And you're going to hear some version from other locker rooms until he shows he can do yep. it of... Let's make him play quarterback. Make him play quarterback. Which I think they said about Mitch Trubisky, and they've said about a lot of other guys that are more. Somebody said about Justin last year. Guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick before we go, Jason, if there is there a single household name that you would throw out there that has a chance of getting whacked on Tuesday? Well, Travis Gibson would have been probably the guy we'd say. Yeah, if probably. You can count him as a household name. I think he's been around here long enough that that you could. Um. Kindle Vildor. Yeah, I mean, that's n- right. no, I'm, they're not going to cut anybody that could help them win. Right. There's not going to be any, you know, salary cap driven mm-hmm. cuts or even like, hey, well, you know, let's make way. Let's right. get you out of the way for the young players because 
regardless of the fact that this is not a perfect roster, this is still right. a flawed work in progress type roster. They're going for it this year. Right. Whatever they can do, they are trying to do. Right. If they can, if they think that the best case scenario is that this team could win ten games, they will go all out to try to win ten right. games. It's going to be a lot different than last year in that regard. So you're not going to see anybody leave where you're like, wow, I don't know if that's a good idea. That guy could help. Them. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think you know I'll have a 53 man roster projection coming out on our website on Sunday. As opposed to Bears teams in the past, I think this one's pretty cut and dry. I think they're like 50 out of 53 that yeah. you and I would probably agree on. The best I can give you is that like guys that have been drafted by the Bears will probably be gone. That's typically how it goes. So yeah. guys that oh oh the ones that drafted by previous regimes. Guys that have been drafted at all. Like that's right. what I'm saying. When you're saying household names. Like, it's not going to be Darnell Mooney. No. It's not going to be an actual household name. But it'll be guys that you're familiar with because they are guys the Bears drafted. So sure. it will be Travis Gibson, Treston Ebner, maybe, maybe right. the running back that this staff drafted. Uh, Kendall Vildor was a Bears draft pick by Ryan Pace a few years ago. It'll be some guys probably like that, Pat, right. where it's like, these are guys you know. If, if I had to pick maybe one guy, I don't know, I, one guy that is like a – a starting level player that you'd have even just a, a shred of question about, maybe like Lucas Patrick because he's hurt yeah. a lot. Yeah, this and is he the, wasn't good when he was healthy last yeah. year. This is the strongest reaction that Cut Day will bring among any Bears fan in terms of them releasing a player. Oh, yeah, there you go. That'll be it. Tell me, tell me they. I still don't even think they'll cut Lucas yeah. Patrick. I think they're planning on him as a yeah. plan B as a backup. Yeah, but tell me they cut Lucas Patrick. Say it. Yeah, the Bears cut Lucas Patrick today, Pat. Oh. That's about it. That's about it. It's as high as it goes. Yeah, uh, Tuesday is cut day. Uh, the Bears may start to whittle down before that. If anything noteworthy uh, comes of that, we will, of course, uh, be here to talk about it, Jason. Until then, people can follow Jason, myself, and Mark Potash on social media. Check us out uh, in the Sun-Times uh, on the app, on the website, and in the paper itself. For Jason, I'm Pat. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, uh or should we wait for the mouse? Should the mouse come out? I just keep, I keep turning around looking at it now because I'm freaked out. I don't want the thing to crawl up my pant leg or something. Do you think that's Potsy being here with us in spirit? No. Anyway, he's Jason. I'm Pat. We'll be back later. Bye. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.